Your counterparts who will spend entire careers without ever having to have one of the news conferences. You've had three of them in a matter of weeks to talk about all this. So what what is this? What can this possibly be like? Well, first, Tim, thank you for having me on. I'm very happy to be here this morning. Uh, yes, it has been a very challenging first six months uh, in office for me. You mentioned the three police-involved shootings. Uh, certainly, that's an area of concern uh, for us, and so we um, each time we bring in a GBI to, to look at those to uh, evaluate the, the situation and make sure that our officers um, didn't, you know, do anything inappropriately. In and where, by the way, where's the GBI on all of those? Uh, in, in the first two cases, uh, they have uh, uh, submitted their report to the district attorney. Their findings were in both of those cases that uh, the was a justifiable use of force in self-defense. And so the officer's actions were proper and appropriate. The third case is still in the investigation by the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, and uh, they're still working on that. I I don't want to. uh, You can if you want to. I I don't care to disclose the officer's name. It's out there and people know it. But, I mean, there there was, if I understand correctly, there was one officer who was involved in two of these, the first and the third. Yes, yes. Young trainee, as I understand it, a rookie police officer. How's he doing? You know, I, I, I went and uh, visited him personally. His name's Officer Bittinger, mm-hmm. and I, I visited him personally to check on him. And obviously, any time you take a person's life, that's something that's going to weigh on your conscience and it's going to affect you uh, emotionally. And, and so having to had to do it twice in a very short period of time is something that is bothering him. Um, but, uh, you know, in talking to him, uh, particularly in the second case, he realized that if he didn't take that mm-hmm. action, that the consequences could have been that uh, one of our officers would have lost their life or very well that he might have uh, gotten the officer's gun and, and uh, inflicted injury or death uh, to Officer Bittinger. So, you know, all things considered, he's doing well. We're committed to getting him the resources uh, to make sure that he gets through uh, you know, that experience. We look for, we, and I'm sure you, and I know the GBI, we look for threads. We look for common threads. That three different circumstances that these guys probably had no connection with each other in any form or fashion. Uh, it's just fate that makes it happen as as close together as it did. And when it happens, we start looking for common threads. You'll hear, well, we need better training. We need more of this mm-hmm. or that or the other thing. What do you look for? Uh, so so there's still some more work to be done on both of those cases because the district attorney still is, is uh, evaluating those cases. But I think what he's going to find and what you will find at the end of the, of the day is going to be that mental health and um, substance abuse uh, played a role in all or um, some of those instances. And so we recognize that we, you know, these instances are another example of why we need to put more focus and attention in the areas of, uh, you know, dealing with the mental health issues. But from the we, perspective of what you do as a police chief with your officer, mm-hmm. be it training or something else, what right. do you take from it? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. So we are, all of our officers are receiving training in what we call crisis intervention training just as they come out of the academy. So that's uh, specialized training to help them deal with people who have uh, a, a mental illness or, or experiencing a mental crisis. We also have advanced uh, uh, crisis intervention training, which is at the next level to give them more skills and more tools that they can bring to bear. Uh, we uh, have a co-responder team that's made up uh, um, of one of our uh, highly trained officers and a uh, a, a counselor from Advantage Health, and they work together as a team, 
and they go out and um, you know uh, e- are able to bring even more skills and, and resources to bear. And uh, the commission, we just worked with the commission and had a second um, uh, 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 team that will be formed to go out so we can have more coverage. So we are putting a significant effort towards dealing with the issue of mental health and folk dealing with people in mental health. Police crisis. Chief Cleveland Sproul with us here. All the focus, obviously, the last few days, places like Dayton and El Paso, the events there, the mass shootings there, the effort, an ongoing effort to find, if, if it's at all possible, find and thwart these things before they happen. I note, and I just got the note from your department just about this time yesterday, the arrest of a teenager. You find this kid, a 19-year-old, in one of these I don't know, online chat rooms, a video game mm-hmm. chat room or some such, threatening that kind of violence violence at a school here. How do we spot these things other than just stumbling across them well, as they introduce themselves? Well, you know, if, any, if, I, if I can get one message out today, that message is, is we need the public's help. We need the community to get involved. When you see something, say something. Because in each of those events, as they go back and do the investigation, what they find time after time is that there were signs and symptoms, clues. People said, oh, he was saying things or he was doing things that should have led them to pick up the phone and call the police. So my ask is that people, when they see something, say something. Call the police, because even if we, we'd rather be, be called and not needed than mm. to be needed and not called. And, you know, as far as the incident yesterday, we take these things very seriously. Uh, uh, nothing he, he, that indicated he actually was capable of such uh, action, or, or is there? Uh, no, we did a search warrant at his home. We didn't find any evidence that would suggest that uh, he was capable of carrying that act out. But, you know, in this day and age, mm-hmm. we have to err on the side of caution uh, because we we have an obligation to protect our children and to protect our schools. And when that kind of threat uh, comes, we're going to take it very seriously. Where are we, Chief Cleveland Sproul? Where are we in Bethel Midtown? We just had a shooting over there just the other day. Uh, trying to get the mail in there. It's so dangerous. The Postal Service thought it was dangerous that they stopped delivering the mail. Well, uh, and you have worked out an arrangement where they're getting protection now while they make these deliveries? Uh, so uh, let me say that there were uh, some people who overstated or over-exaggerated the problem in Bethel. Now, there are some problems well, in Bethel. We've had four shootings there this year. Yeah, but if you look at other communities in, in Athens and all across our nation, uh, the amount of crime and what is going on there in Bethel doesn't it pales in comparison to what's going on in other places. And so um, to, to go take the drastic step of saying I'm not going to deliver the mail, I think that's an overreaction. Uh, so, yes, uh, the athens Clark County Police Department is committed to putting personnel and resources into that community, making sure we do everything we can do to make it safe. Uh, but, you know, when we talk with the powers that be within the uh, United po- uh, uh, U.S. Post Office, they realized and, and we sh- gave them crime stat- stats and data to show that they are uh, they're basically where they were last year, where the, the crime is actually uh, down or equivalent to. Uh, where we were last year at the same time. Uh, so, uh, yes, we've had several shootings there. Um, you know, two, uh, several of them, we've identified the individuals that were involved. We made an arrest. Uh, and, and so uh, that community is no more dangerous than any of our, our other communities, and they deserve to have their mail delivered. They are receiving their mail uh, there 
and you know we haven't had any issues since. Been interactive in a lot of different ways with the communities. We're talking about some of the things that are coming up here: the neighborhood liaison program, the civilian response to active shooter. You got mm-hmm. some of those events coming up. Citizens Police Academy always ongoing. But you had the national night out. Uh, mm-hmm. What a couple of nights ago? It was uh, early this week. Tuesday night. Tuesday Two night. Uh, how'd that go? Uh, it, it was excellent. We did it at five different locations. Uh, excellent turnout. We had opportunities for. Uh, you know, folks not to only engage with um, police staff and law enforcement, but a number of other community resources from uh, uh, the leisure services to other nonprofit organizations that came out and shared information and resources and programs that I think are going to, you know, help to, you know, improve our community. So uh, it turned out excellent. What is the what is the view? And this is a a very generalized question, and people will have different answers, and different people will have different answers, but just generally speaking, broadly speaking, you hear things, and maybe Athens, maybe other cities, people in some communities look at police almost as some kind of an occupying force, and I guess the idea is you're trying to let these folks know you're part of the community, too. Right, and so we, you know, that's important, and that's one of the reasons why we had these nine community uh, meetings in um, and have been trying to get out to, you know, engage the community, talk to the community and explain what our purpose and what our focus is and also to hear from them what their expectations are. We don't want to be viewed as invaders. In fact, that's not our purpose. Our purpose is actually to be guardians. We want to be in the community. We want to understand what the needs of the community are and we want to, uh, you know, help the community uh, attain those needs. But we also want to protect the community from you know, certain individuals or certain people who are committing violence in our communities. And so, um, uh, you know, so that's the purpose. We want to be there to help. We don't want to be seen as an invading force or enforcers. And so we're, we've had a series of nine community meetings. Uh, those went very well. We were able to share our vision, um, you know, talk about real issues and how we can work together with the community uh, to try to, uh, you know, address some of those issues. Uh, Chief Cleveland Sproul here. What is the Neighborhood Liaison Program? So it's a community liaison program. It's a program that worked very effectively in, in um, um, Alexandria, which was one of my f- former um, uh, agencies where I worked. And so essentially what it is is I've assigned officers or, or a contact from the police department uh, where our goal is to get a hundred um, um, liaison civic association groups, homeowners association groups, business owner association groups, and to have a contact within the police department. That liaison officer is responsible for contacting by telephone at least twice during the month and talking with the people from that association, sharing information about programs and initiatives that are going on, hearing what concerns they may have. Uh, you know, that are police-related and government-related because we'll act as a conduit to other government agencies to make sure that that community or that uh, association is getting the things uh, that they need um, uh, to be successful and uh, monitoring their social media and sharing information on the social media. This is just an opportunity to, number one, be transparent, talk about what we're doing, uh, answer questions that folks may have, and secondly, just to make sure that we're, um, uh, you know, in a dialogue with, you know, the community. And so out of that, we are already seeing that it's paying dividends. We have one officer uh, that's assigned to the Hancock Community Center area, and he decided that, you know, he, he went in, he was talking, he saw a need for the way they needed some computers in one of their uh, centers. And so he came out of his pocket and mm. bought three computers wow. uh, and gave it to that community. And so 
You know, the idea behind this is the more people that we have uh, from our police department that is talking to people in the community, the more we're able to find out what the needs of the community are and to try to work in partnership with the community to begin to address those needs. Uh, Chief Cleveland Spruill here at Citizens Police Academy, and these are ongoing, have been going on for a number of years. I'm seeing here the next sign-up is, what, just about a month away, September, middle of September, I think, September 10th. It'll, it'll start in September, yes, that's okay. correct. So what, what is this? The Citizens Police Academy is a very effective uh, police initiative that's, that goes on at police departments throughout uh, the nation. But here in Athens, it's about a 12-, 13-week program. We'll meet uh, once a week for about two and a half hours, and we just will share information about policies and procedures, uh, how we go about doing our job, uh, just to teach people um, about the police department and what we do. Uh, it's a two-way uh, process, though, because we learn a lot from citizens about how they feel about the police department, and we just share information because, you know, a, a lot of times the reason for uh, misunderstandings is, is that people don't aren't communicating, and we want to make sure that we're sharing information uh, with the community. And that, uh, that program, there's some elements of it where it actually puts you in the role of a police officer. So you're actually going on a call for service where it's a shoot, don't shoot situation, and it may, allows people... simulators. That simulator, and, and firearm simulator, and it allows the citizen um, to see firsthand how difficult a job it is and how See, we're, we're all experts when we sit and watch YouTube videos yeah. you know the cop should have done this he shouldn't have done that and, yeah. and but to put him in that situation as close oh. to lifelike as it can be right and and even on video games you know you go in and you get into a shooting and at the end whether you win lose yeah, or draw away. you walk away yeah. but you know this is real life for us yeah. and you played out you started today's broadcast with an incident where you played out exactly some of our officers in that situation Listen, Hall and County this, Sheriff's deputies just yesterday escorted a nine-year-old boy to his first day of school because his dad was a deputy got shot and killed a month ago yeah, I mean yeah. this stuff hits close to home yeah 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 so the, 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 the Citizens Academy is very important uh, uh, we think it's an excellent program it's available at our Facebook page so if folks want to go on and find out more about it uh, they can certainly uh, go to our website or go to our uh, Facebook, and, and the information is there on that. And also I want to talk about our volunteer program, if I got a quick sure. second. Yeah. We have a vibrant volunteer program. We have citizens, regular citizens, who have some spare time. It doesn't have to be 40 hours a week. It doesn't have to be eight hours a week, you know, whatever they have. And they will come in, and uh, they will um, do things like administrative tasks, data entry, uh, and, and uh, provide valuable services to the police department. So I was if, not aware of this. How do yeah. folks do this? Uh, there's a volunteer coordinator. Uh, her name's Mary Hamby, a lovely lady. And again, they can go to our Facebook uh, and um, and and get information on that, and then you can sign up. There's a, a short ba background process you'd have to go through. Where we, you know make make hmm. sure that you're able to do that function. But um, you know, for example, you know, in the middle of an incident where it's a long-term incident. Uh, officers are out on traffic posts for hours on end, and we're focused on, uh, you know, operational needs, but they'll come around and bring water or bring a snack or something to the office. Ah. They were instrumental in uh, uh, putting together our uh, peace officers memorial service that we had back in May that honored our law enforcement officers that lost their lives in the line of duty. Uh, and so just other 
uh, things that they can do that add value to our organization. So that volunteer program and the Citizens Academy program are things that I would encourage folks to um, you know, take a look at and see if they want to get involved. Something else coming up at the end of the month here, uh, the 29th, it says here the citizen, uh, civilian response to active shooter events. They do these periodically from time to time. Yeah, uh, so so th- th- this is citizen response to active shooters. And as you saw play out in El Paso, Texas, and as you saw play out in Dayton, Ohio, uh, you know, that's a real reality that we live with in today's society, that there's the possibility that somebody might uh, come out and get a weapon and, and begin to try to, um, you know, shoot people or kill people. And My so, understanding is I got three options. I can fight, I can hide, I can run. Uh, so we, we teach, and there's a series that's actually four, there's a, a lockdown process. Right, okay. So so the three that you mentioned plus, so, so first you want to get out of there. If sure. you can get out, get out. Mm-hmm. If you can't get out, you want to hide. If you can't hide, and when you're hiding, you also want to try to lock down, make it more difficult for that individual to get to you. And then the toughest one, which people have a hard time with, is is fight. And so, you know, parents or folks sometimes will say, you're telling me that you want my son or my loved one to fight an armed person, a person with a gun. And, and I'm, I'm saying in most circumstances, the answer is no. But if your alternative is sit and wait until you get killed or to get up and do something, then I say you got to get up and do something. Uh, and these, uh, the, the next one, as you say, is on the 29th. Where can we learn about that one? Yeah, again, that's available on our, our um, website and at our Facebook site online. Um, so it's plenty. I would encourage you to go there. There's plenty of information there, not only about our programs and initiatives, but also about some of the good things that our officers are doing, examples of, uh, you know, police working with the community to better our community. So it's a, a plethora of information. Right, real quick here, about 30 seconds. First week of school here. Everything so far so good? So far so good. You know, we're working with our school um, uh, resource officers that we have in all the high schools and middle schools in athens Clark County as well as the uh, school police department there. And um, so far so good. Now, you, we, we talked about the uh, school threat that right. wasn't a specific school um, but we we dealt with that. Did um, he, by the way, this, did he mention a specific? You don't have to tell. He did. Us he, which did one. he did not mention a Didn't specific mention, okay. school. But again, we're taking those kinds of threats very seriously, and he is in jail.